meeting today's challenges with yesterday's experiences. Senior Wisdom is your opportunity to take in wisdom gained by our elderly population and apply this insight to your own life. It's a time machine of sorts, sending you back to challenges of pre-millennia years and places that stretch across the globe. Alan Archer is a retired Californian that exercises his passion by working at the County Library in Nevada County, California. He leads the library in promoting and supporting literacy programs to help motivated youth, adults, and blind and visually impaired individuals in improving their reading skills. He remembers what it was like as a youth to be a below average reader and how his attitude and determination provided the perseverance necessary to develop his reading skills. Alan's gift is to encourage the key to success, the ability to communicate through written words. Senior Wisdom is ready to share another golden nugget. So adjust the volume on your laptop or handheld device and soak into the conversation with Alan Archer. Alan, I am so grateful that you invited me into your office here at the Nevada County Library. In fact, I've noticed, and of course you have told me, that you're very active in the literacy programs that we have here in our county. I'm assuming that because of this, that you've always been an avid strong reader. Is that true? Well, I'm not particularly a good reader. Uh, in recent years, yes, but coming out of high school, I was not a good reader. I uh, didn't realize it until I was graduating from college, and the counselor I met with right before graduation said, uh, gosh, Alan, how'd you get this far in college with such poor reading skills? And that's when I found out that I really didn't read that well. Of course, I knew it anyway, just uh, instinctively, but... Uh, well, it probably didn't feel very good hearing somebody tell you that. Well, it explained why I had so much trouble reading history and, and uh, things of that nature and, and getting it to stick with me. Yeah. yeah, well, you know, it can become quite an obstacle for oh, it is. Yeah. finding your way through life. Where were you raised? Uh, down in the valley between Fresno and Bakersfield, uh, Lindsay, California. Lindsay, so is that farming country? Yes, a uh, little town of about 5,000 citrus, uh, oranges, grapefruit, olives. Uh, Lindsay Ripe Olive Company, world's largest processing plant for olives, was in my hometown. And wow. Well, how did you feel about yourself as a youth? I mean, academically, did it bother you at all, or did you not really care that much? It just seemed harder than, it, uh, uh, than other people seemed to be experiencing. I would read things, I would have to reread them two and three times sometimes, in order, and I couldn't seem to keep my mind focused on what I was reading. I'd be reading, looking at the words, but not really reading them and understanding them. So, you know, I remember that for myself. I'd read the paragraph. Yeah, this is back in elementary school. I'd read the paragraph, and then it was as if I never read anything because I had absolutely it just didn't get absorbed. Correct. And I think for some of us, uh, we we think more with our hands and. You know, the feeling, you know, touch. You've got to work with it and, and rather than read words with our eyes off, off a piece of paper. Yeah, some people are good audio learners, some are good visual learners, and others it's uh, tactile and kinesthetic. Uh, mm -hmm. And if you're not a good visual reader in our society, that's pretty tough because most things are in textbooks or on computer screens now. So you have to be a good uh, visual reader. So then how did you find your way into becoming an advocate of literacy? 
Well, I, I worked in industry for about 30 some odd years as a human resources manager, and I worked in uh, manufacturing types of facilities. The employees that we had in those companies, many of them were not well educated. Many of them were for other from other countries and had come here and were trying to learn English. And uh, the, uh, uh, we found that uh, we had to do a lot of extra training in order to get them to where they were uh, good at what they were doing and capable of moving up in our organization. Uh, they were good people and hard workers, but it's just that they didn't have the literacy skills of reading and writing to handle the jobs that they move up in. And uh, you know that kind of robs you of a uh, workforce in a sense as an employer if your people aren't capable of moving up in your own organization. Well, I mean, we have to read directions, pro workflows, processes on how to do our jobs. We've Fill out the production it. reports. That's uh, right. Yeah, and you can't make calculations. There are a lot of things of just being a, a machine operator out in the plant or a forklift driver and you're, you're uh, taking care of uh, inventory of materials that you're loading on a truck and bills of lading and that sort of thing. So it's, uh, there's a lot of important stuff that goes on and, and uh, the employee wants to be a good employee and do the right thing, but uh, a lot of mistakes can come about as a result of them just not having the skills. So I, I discovered it then, and, and uh, then after I kind of semi-retired and, and so on, I, I ran across this job, which is uh, a part-time job uh, uh, working in a literacy program for adults and helping them improve their reading and writing. And I uh, found out more about it then and, and uh, have become, uh, once you get involved in it, it becomes a real uh, avid situation in your life, you know. Well, how, how much connection then have you had with people who actually aren't that great at, at reading? Are you directly one-on-one -on -one with them? I run the program. I'm the director of an adult literacy program. We have, uh, right now, we have 61 students. Uh, I get volunteer tutors, train them, match them up one-on-one -on -one with the students. They meet once a week for about an hour and a half, and they, uh, I do an assessment on the student to find out what their deficiencies are and what they need and uh, in terms of reading and writing and grammar and spelling and vocabulary and all that. And um, I match up the tutor with them and they meet once a week for an hour and a half and they work on what that student's needs are to help them reach a goal, whatever their goal is. And uh, so that's pretty much the program. And uh, you know, some people uh, are with us for a year or so and then I have others that have uh, been with us for years uh, trying to bring their skills up to par. Uh, I suppose it even goes beyond kids. I mean, are adults in the program? This is an adult program. You have to be 16 or older and not still enrolled in school. So we, we don't try to compete with the school system and so on. But the, the needs uh, are huge uh, in our society. Uh, then you have the adult uh, group that have already been through school and uh, are st struggling. People who dropped out of high school or who graduated from the high school like I did with skills that weren't as strong as they needed to be. And then you have the blind and visually impaired who need to learn Braille because Braille is kind of their ticket to getting good employment and so on and gaining that independence of, of being someone with a disability but capable of, of uh, uh, you know, leading their own life and fulfilling their needs and so on. 
I would say most of the people that are in our program, <coughs> most people with literacy problems are probably uh, in a lower income bracket. Uh, poverty and literacy kind of go together, unfortunately, pretty strongly. Uh, welfare, uh, unemployment. Uh, it's difficult to get a good job if you are not uh, fully literate. Um, <coughs> you, um, you end up getting the kind of the dregs of jobs, uh, uh, part-time, temporary, intermittent, low pay, no benefits, uh, no career track to it, uh, just an existence type of thing. And this is why you end up with uh, needing welfare and unemployment and living off of those types of things. Uh, and, and frankly, I think this pushes some people into the criminal world is because they can't get employed properly and, and make a living and support a family and all of that. And this is not to say that all criminals are, uh, you know, get there because of literacy issues, but uh, they, they estimate that two-thirds of the people who are inmates have poor literacy skills. So there's got to be a strong correlation there. And Would it, are you finding that a common attitude is, oh my God, I can't read, and you know what? This is overwhelming. How am I ever going to understand the written word. Yeah, and, and it's, it's an embarrassment to the people. They're, they're humiliated at the situation that they're in, particularly if they're born and raised in this country where you have free educational system and so on. Uh, they, uh, they really don't know in many cases how to deal with that. A lot of them uh, may not even realize the degree to which literacy and their poor skills are contributing to the the problems that they're having and so on. Uh, when a kid drops out of high school, maybe because he or she do, can't do well in their classes, they're so frustrated by that, they decide, oh, to heck with it, I'll drop out and I'll get a job and I'll get my own apartment and I'll get myself a car and I'll be in good shape then. They don't realize that they are committing uh, a certain type of suicide, in a sense, in quotes, uh, for their life uh, by dropping out and not getting that education. Uh, it is harder and harder now to get a job, uh, particularly if you're a high school dropout. Yeah, so the golden nugget. I have a feeling it has something to do with perseverance in learning reading. Exactly, persistence is an extremely important thing. It's sticking with it until you uh, accomplish uh, uh, an adequate level of literacy. Not everybody needs the same level. We don't need all to be PhDs or master's degrees or college degrees, uh, but uh, you may need a certificate to become a sheet metal worker or uh, to become an automobile technician uh, or whatever it might be. Uh, or, or you may need to take certain classes and, and on-the-job training to be a good plumber or carpenter or whatever it might be. And, uh, you know, we have demand for all of those kinds of jobs. And they're all uh, great jobs to have. I mean, you can make a darn good living as a carpenter or plumber or whatever, uh, you know, given, given the right economy. The economy we're in right now isn't anything to write home to mother about. But uh, certainly, uh, uh, you know, uh, the, the level of literacy that's needed is different for each person. And uh, uh, for them to stick with it long enough to achieve what they need to and uh, to be able to then get the jobs that they need to support themselves and have a good life. So then how, what would you convey as far as uh, encouragement for somebody to stick it out? 
I mean, is it does it require as little as a half hour a day or an hour a day, or maybe a certain type of emphasis uh, attempting to read, maybe with somebody? How, how do we apply this to, to people today? Well, I, I think uh, there are like three categories. For, for the little children thing, the learning to read by the end of the third grade, this is something where the parents and, and uh, uh, kind of our society, we have to make sure that children uh, get that education that they need. Uh, what happens is little kids drift away from it and they, and it's like building a house. You have to have that foundation in before you build the house. And if you don't, uh, then if you put in a sloppy foundation, then you're going to have trouble with that house standing. And that's the way a person's life is. So uh, with children, that's it. Then adults, uh, if they've already been through the, the schooling system and so on, there are programs throughout the United States like this. Here in California, we have over 100 programs like this one uh, in libraries. They're free. There is no charge to the, the adult to come to that program and get help with reading and writing. Uh, the, the tutors are volunteer tutors. Uh, the program, the materials, everything is free to that student. And uh, so they have to, and, and it's flexible. They and the tutor meet uh, whatever time is convenient to the two of them. So if you're working a part-time job or even a full-time job, you can find a way to fit that in and, and to fit it into your life. Uh, hour and a half a week with that tutor and then fit in some homework and so on in between. And, uh, very would, important. Would you say then reading equals success? Reading is the single most important skill that we need to master in order to be successful. And, and this is not to say that math and science and all the other things aren't important. Certainly they are. But if you don't learn to read, you're probably not going to learn those things. And so it's kind of the again that foundation type of thing that you need to be so solid and to understand and, and uh, uh, once you have that the rest of it then flows much more easily for you and uh, you you have that kind of a, a ticket into the rest of those things so it sounds like no matter where we live in our country or even in another country they probably operate in a similar fashion make a path to the, to the library Throughout the United States, there are literally thousands of programs like this one here. Uh, every state in the Union has it. And uh, all you do is go to the library and say, you know, where's the nearest literacy program? And uh, they'll direct you there. So what is one word that would encourage somebody who would like to do something like this to actually do it? One word. Persevere. Thanks for, for this, this day, for Senior Wisdom, and what you had to offer. Thank you. You're welcome.